Blog Talk Radio. are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest right you are welcome, now welcome, tuned welcome. in to the mother uh, greatest right we had to do it twice hello everybody welcome to Tuesday night let's chat sports with Miss Tony and Mr. Jazz and I think my co-host has actually got into the chat room before the credits even finished that rolling. Hey, Jazz. Hey, what's happening, baby? What's going on with you? <laughs> not much, not much. How you doing this evening? I'm all right. What's up with the? I, I heard y'all heard y'all snowed in, so you should be good and comfortable. Oh man, I'm good and cold is what I am. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. It is a bit chilly out here. Yeah, I mean, so how many inches did y'all get? Oh, man, we got over two feet. Yeah, we got over two, two feet. feet. Huh? be the average. Wow. Yeah, hubby been digging us wow. out since yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's incredible. It's nice coming down. When you're outside, when you're inside looking out, but when you got to go out there and try to make some paths, it can get a little treacherous, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, word is born. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, once again, welcome to Let's Chat Sports. My name is Miss Tony, and I got the one and only partner in all sports, man, Mr. Jazz. We are here every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, so we hope you guys are joining us. If not, you can always listen to our replays. And, Jazz, speaking of replays, um, I know you're not a social media buff, but I just want to let those that are listening (laughs) know that Let's Chat Live, amongst all of our other platforms, is now available on Audible Books. 
So if really? you're out there, yeah. So if you out there and listen to Audible books, now you can download Let's Chat and listen to all our podcasts, including our talk shows, our lives, our sports show. But we go where you Word. go. So make sure you guys oh, check yeah. us out on Audible books. And then yeah, we got you covered. That, we got you covered all the way. Yeah. We got you covered like a blanket. All angles. And also, we have been nominated by Ebony TV. We've been nominated twice, actually. Let's Chat Live has been nominated as Best Show of the Year. And let me make sure I'm getting it all right. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> For Best Show of the Year, and I think it's also Best Podcast. But Word. It's on it's on my page. It's on Alicia's page. It's on all of our social media. So make sure you go vote for us. You can vote any number of times. You know. Oh, here it is: best podcast and best show of the year. So you just eny.tv and vote. We are in two categories, people. Two categories for Ebony TV. So we are so yeah, so very let's, excited. Let's, yeah, we're gonna stuff the ballot box like the Russians did Trump. We're gonna make it happen for you. <laughs> the only thing we want to do is not to have a recount. <laughs> yeah, yes. We got to stuff yeah. those down. We ain't going to talk about Please that, though. And vote. <laughs> nah, just go to ebonytv.tv and vote for Let's Chat. We are in two categories, Best Podcast and Best TV Show of the Year. So now that I got all that housekeeping out of the way, Jazz, this is a big week. This is like Super Tuesday. How Word. you feeling about our upcoming Big Sunday game? Uh, yo, can't wait, can't wait. I I can't wait. I want to see. You know, there's already there's already talk of a conspiracy angle about you know no matter how good Kansas City plays, you know the mm-hmm. reps want to make history, so they want Tampa Bay to win. So, but mm. funny part is on the flip side. Kansas City wins, they'll be the first back-to-back champions in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Mm. And to be led by the young guys, the young young man. Young guns, Patrick. Young guns. Yes. Word. They are taking over. But it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see an up-and-coming Hall of Famer against the already established uh, – he really know he's going in the Hall of Fame. How do you feel about that storyline? Well, I mean, you know, we're not gonna we 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 we're not going to bestow, you know, Hall of Fame credentials on Mahomes because that seems to not be a good thing. Sometimes you get sneaked ah. in by, you know, sometimes you you bestow these quarterbacks and you be like, yeah, it's gonna be. He's the next Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, this, that, and this, that. And the next thing you know, they crash and burn. So I don't want to do uh-huh. that to a young man. I just would like to say that I'm hoping that they 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 put in work. They do their thing. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I really do. I think it's going to be a great game. I fully expect for it. I think the KC is going to win. Uh-huh. But... You know, I think it's going to be a great game because Tom Brady is playing for that seventh ring. Yeah, he want to mm-hmm. make that happen. So um, I think they they're going to come trying to make it happen. 
Right. And I think what he wants you? to make you... it happen twofold. I think he wants to make it happen twofold for that seventh ring and also to show that he can do it outside of his last team. You know, I Absolutely. think that that is also a driving force, you know, because everyone always links he and coach, coach Belichick together, that they can't succeed without the other. But as we can well, see, Tom Brady is in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you Coach know, it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because you know, again, Tom Brady is the last quarterback to go back to back. So, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that Mahomes could go back to back and beat the goat, in some people's opinion. It mm-hmm. makes it even more fitting. Mm, it does. It does. Now you're around a lot of guys in the Bobby shop. What's the what's the the hot take? What what are you feeling on on the ground? What are you feeling? Talk to uh, me. I mean, I, I, again, a lot of cats are like you know. You got a lot of people who are like Tom Brady because he's a goat. So they like you know the goat. You know he going he going to show he going to show the youngin how to do it. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm on the other side of that because I believe that there is nobody in, in in on Tampa Bay's roster. I'm taking the feelings out of it. I'm taking the the you know fandom out of me, out of my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard for you to do, but it's easy for me to do. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna say that there's nobody in in on Tampa Bay's roster that could cover Tyree Hill. Honestly, true be told. I agree. I don't I agree. think that anybody, because once you start putting too much attention on Tyreek, then you got Kelsey working in the middle, and mm-hmm. it's just, it, it, it all goes from there. So I don't think that, like everybody else in the league, there's no team that has a Tyreek Hill. It's only one of them. And when you right. see it, it ain't nothing like it, it's even faster on in real life than it is on film. So I don't mm-hmm. think that I don't think that Tampa. And again, another part is I don't think that the Tampa Bay can stop them. I think once once KC starts making those adjustments, I don't think anybody can stop them, dude. I don't think anybody can. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe I thought I... maybe Green Bay could, but. Nah. I agree because Green Bay has some pretty good pieces. You know, they yes. they have some pretty good pieces, but I'm with you. I'm I'm taking I'm taking my fandom out because you know I'm a homer and they're not my home <laughs> team, but I do exactly. I do um <laughs> I do respect the games and I do I, being in New York, you can't help but be have that rivalry with Boston. So there was always that underlying Call it what you want with the Patriots, but Absolutely. I respected I respected Brady's game, and I still do. You know, he's doing his thing at his age. He's representing his 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 um his class. You know, so mm-hmm. I've Absolutely. always respected his game. But I like Patrick Mahomes. I like his game. I like his leadership. You know, I like the fact that. Nothing seems to rattle him, guys. I mean, his team can be down double digits sometimes, 
and he, it doesn't seem to rattle him, and he makes sure that his, his his team isn't rattled as well. How do you think that such a young quarterback has that type of poise with the spotlight on him? What's your <clears> take <throat> on that? Well, I think it's two things. I think that, first of all, let me say this. I, I'm going to say this, and I don't know how people are going to feel about it, but they mm-hmm. have Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, has, mm-hmm. has still hasn't been offered a head coaching job, and no disrespect. Oh, but mm-hmm. if he was, and I hate to say this, I don't, I don't really do race stuff, but if he was white, he would already have a job after the first one. Oh yeah. The fact mm-hmm. that he potentially could go back to back. And mm-hmm. he orchestrated he him and Andy Reid built that offense around what Patrick Mahomes can do. Not mm-hmm. they put the system around his skills. So because of that, Patrick Mahomes is totally comfortable in the offense because it's stuff that he like. It's plays that he likes to do. They run a lot of jet sweep. They run a lot of misdirection. All that stuff Patrick Mahomes is good at. So, Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like, you know, I I think that that is the future. The future is you get your quarterback, you find out what he's good at, and you tailor your offense around that. So, for for Patrick Mahomes, he didn't have to come into an offense and say, well, uh, I need to to run offense like – Peyton Manning ran it, or mm-hmm. like John Elway ran it, or like Dan Marino ran it, or like Matthew Stafford ran it. They said, mm-hmm. hell, we're going to construct this offense for you. It's your car. This car is made mm-hmm. for you. It has your bucket seats. The steering wheel is how you like it. The lean is how you like it. And mm-hmm. go, go drive it. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. But well, how do you feel about that? What's your opinion on that? I agree. And also, Jazz, you know, something that those have listened to you and I on Sports Talk for since we, our first airing, one thing I always preach is development of players. You know, no matter how great a player may be coming out of college, if that pro team they're going to doesn't provide the the development that that player needs, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bust, you know. And they they had they knew what they had when they when they got him, and they've only developed him to become even better, you know. To who's to say? And prime example here in New York, Sam Donald on the Jets. You know, he had so much promise coming into the pro out of college, and look where he mm-hmm. is three years later. So that player development. Is so key. You know, I looked at. Okay. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a basketball mom, so I've seen it since my Kyle. Everybody knows that's listen to us. Know I have that Kyle. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. had a ball Absolutely. in his hands literally since his birth. But to see the development that he goes, he went through all the way up until college. Depending on the coaches, you know, you you don't always go into the same system. You have to have that team around you, that developmental team. And I think that plays a key. But also, Jazz, 
Mahomes has been really, really efficient as well as prolific up against head-to-head with Tom Brady. You know, he, he he's out throwing him in yards and touchdowns and interceptions. So he has that little bit going in as a buffer. Do yes. you think that that can play play well with him? I think that for, for you know, everybody who saw the Tampa Bay game knows that mm-hmm. uh, Brady had a bad game, had a really mm-hmm. bad game, three interceptions, bad game. But the right. defense brought him to the Super Bowl because that was all his defense. Mm-hmm. And a couple of a couple of uh, mismatches with Mister Kenny King, who is going to be infamous in uh, his mistakes during that championship game. But mm-hmm. um, for McCombs, you know, so Brady, there's a I think Mahomes is going to be ready for the moment. And I think that mm. – I don't know. I think Brady – I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be there. Because I know, I know Mahomes. Because mm-hmm. for me, Mahomes is going to do the same thing he does every game. Nothing changes. Right. Even though mm-hmm. it's the Super Bowl, nothing changes. For Tampa Bay, you know, if they if Brady has another three interception game, they lose straight up. Mm-hmm. They lose. You know, but, but what do you think do about you the think pressure? Uh, but what do you think about the pressure? This is the first time Tampa Bay has been in this position. They're the first team in mm-hmm. NFL history to be playing in their home dome. Mm-hmm. How, how much of how much pressure do you think that puts? Upon the guys, you know, this is a first all around. Again, they made they made they made history, and the reason why I just said Tom Brady is because everybody's going to look at Tom Brady. Right. The only they're only him Gronk, Antonio Brown. If I'm not mistaken, those are and uh uh your boy um um Pierre Paul. And I'm not even did sure Pierre Paul did, did has. I'm assuming I think Pierre Paul has been in the Super Bowl with the Giants. So I'm gonna say between those four, they're the only ones that have been like, "Yo, we have been here." Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. nobody else has been there. Where everybody on the KC side is like, "Yo, we just here last year, dude." It's a different stadium. <laughs> same game though. Right. Same game. Same now, game. Exactly. Same game. So I think that for a you playing at home. So if things don't, if things get again, if you have three, three and outs, if you're Tampa Bay, and and mm-hmm. Kansas City comes down and scores two of their first three times with the ball, it's fourteen nothing now. Mm-hmm. How do you react? Mm. You get tight. That's true. You know how does that mm-hmm. work? Mm-hmm. And even uh-huh. though Arian, even their coaching staff with Arian and um, his staff, I think they were part of the staff when um, when the Cardinals made it to the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
but they lost that game, by the way. But so right. they've been there, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the current staff was part of his staff in Arizona. I think Bowles was. I'm not sure if Leftwich was. But I mean, I just think that for me, there's a different there's a different flow to the Super Bowl, and I also mm-hmm. believe that there is there is no game that you're going to play like that game. So of course there's pressure, mm-hmm. but can you mm-hmm. handle the pressure? But do, do you I agree? And I think that's where where it lies. I think that's where it lies. Are you able to handle the pressure, especially? For the first timers, you know, there's a so many firsts, like I said, and um, it can get away from you real quick. Absolutely, without a doubt, it really can. Mm-hmm. If you guys, while we're on the while we're talking about uh, football, and y'all listening to Let's Chat Sports with Miss Tony and Mister Jazz, we're here every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Let's talk about that that other big NFL talk going on with Deshaun Watson. With the Houston well, Texans, a lot of I mean, talk is still circling around Mr. Watson, Mr. Young Watson. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Current situation. Let me, let me ask you a question before we start. Before we talk about Watson, I want I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do mm-hmm. you feel? I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're aware of the Matthew Stafford trade. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about that trade? That trade, I wasn't sure where he was going, but it's different. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about contractual-wise, and a lot of things mm-hmm. have been in the news up, up in my area. But contractual-wise, I think it's different. You know, he was in agreement. He and his team were pretty much in agreement on moving him moving on, you know. Okay. So there wasn't as much controversy, the way I'm understanding it. It wasn't as much controversy around leaving um, his team. Okay. But no, I, I've I been really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been really? I've been really listening to everybody's take on the difference between the two. And a lot of it seems to be centered on each of their contracts. I don't know whatever that's what that's what I'm hearing here in New York. So I don't okay. know what's being spoken of outside, like where you are, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. And the reason why I bring up the Matthew Stafford trade is twofold. Because Matthew Stafford's trade totally affects Deshaun Watson's situation. Here's the reason why. Right. Matthew Stafford got traded to the L.A. Rams for uh-huh. Jared Goff, who was the current Los Angeles Rams quarterback. Quarterback. Just drafted. Right. Only been in the league four years. I think four, four or five years. And Not that long. Not that long. Young quarterback. Jared mm-hmm. Goff, two number ones, a number one in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023 and the third round pick in 2021. So mm-hmm. you got two number ones, a number three, and your starting quarterback for an aging Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. 
So any team who was thinking any team who was thinking about trading for Deshaun Watson, when you heard when that trade was announced, you just said the Rams just screwed us. They just screwed us because if you're going to give up that much for Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. what do you have to give up for Deshaun Watson? Four number ones, two number twos, and a couple of starters? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's unheard so, of. Mm-hmm. So the trade for Stafford, the, the trade for Stafford totally affected Watson's position. So for any team that was like the Jets, if the Jets were mm-hmm. seriously considering trading for Deshaun Watson, they just said right now, that means I got to give up both my picks this year, probably both my picks next year, and I'm probably got to throw in Quentin Williams and maybe Darnold just for them to listen to mm-hmm. us because they just got two number ones and number three and a new starter for Matthew Stafford, who is nowhere near the talent of Deshaun Watson. Right. So yeah, they just got screwed. Yeah, he 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 he. They made it pretty much very difficult for anyone even considering um, Watson. But you know he he does have that no trade clause, and he can dictate where he wants to play. And speaking of the Jets, I think that if I'm not mistaken, guys, I think that is where to go. But do you have enough in your arsenal? Or any team to get him, you know, or I mean, the Texans keep him because you know uh, it was only four months ago that he signed his contract. Just four yeah, months ago, does. and not now he wants out. That's what is so mind-boggling. You know, I've been listening to how a lot of players, a lot of former players, are in his ear. Man, get out of there. Where were they before he signed this contract? Or were those voices in his ear before he signed the contract, but the money was too good? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, people got to realize. It's like it's, old, it's something something has happened within a well, last here's four what, months, guys. Here's what I read. Here's what I read. From what I understand, the, uh, Deshaun Watson wanted them to interview Eric Bieniem. Not only did mm-hmm. they not interview Eric Bieniemy. They hired the GM that they have currently, according to the reports that I read. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't meet the new GM until the day after he was hired. So Watson is like, wait a minute. You hire the new GM without without any input from me. Then mm-hmm. I ask you to interview Eric Bieniemy. I ain't say you gotta hire him, but at least interview him. You don't interview him, and you hire my man. Because I think they hired, I think they hired Leslie Frazier. I think I'm not sure. I think they hired Leslie Frazier. So you hired my man. So now, no disrespect, but if I'm the franchise guy, I'm the face of the franchise. I should have some input into that. He believes. I believe he should. But you signed the deal, so now. You are the only quarterback making more than Deshaun, average-wise, is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. 
So he he doesn't have the, he doesn't have to say so, and he's kind of upset about that. So he said, "I want to bounce." Hmm. I think it would be a cool. I Might think it would be cool for the Jets to get him. Honestly. Mm-hmm. My take on this whole situation, because you know, um, I'm putting my my legal hat on now. You know, I, I okay. I, that's mm-hmm. where if it's not written in your contract, it doesn't exist. If it's not I written agree. in his contract that he can do whatever with the head coach, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. You know, so for all those that are out there that are saying. Well, he, 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 why didn't he do this or why wouldn't they let him do that? This is a business. It's still a business, you know? I agree. And the, the Texans still on the team. If it's not written in their contract that they have to run their head coach or who's GM or any type of personnel through Deshaun Watson, then where's the error in them carrying on, carrying business on as usual? I just don't understand how a lot of people are upset because they feel that he has a right to want to get out of his contract. Contracts are binding. A lot of people may not be mm-hmm. familiar or understand the concept of what a contract is. So a lot of people, a lot of fans are just going along with what they're feeling, and you can't do business like that. You know, it was it's, it's not even a – Six months, guys. It's just four, mm-hmm. not even four full months. And I just mm-hmm. can't wrap my head around that because it has to be something more that happened. And I think it will come out eventually, but from what we're seeing today, I don't know. I really but, don't. Well, it also doesn't help that Bill O'Brien traded away. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who, by the way, just signed a two-year, $54.5 million extension. And mm-hmm. he, signed, he, he he traded away DeAndre Hopkins. He traded away their next, I think, two number first-round draft picks. Houston is in – they don't have a lot going for them. And I'm pretty sure that's part of it, too. Because I'm pretty sure that Deshaun Watson is like, yo, no disrespect, but this team is a shithole right now. I think mm-hmm. I want to get out. But Jazz, I know, but Jazz, he was traded before Watson signed his contract. Yes. He was traded before Watson signed his contract. That, so that should have been a moot deal at that point. Uh, I, I don't know if he. I don't know if. Uh, he was he was uh, traded in April 2020. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, signed his contract in September 2020. But uh, we never tell us because yeah. I, I, we have a yeah. special guest in the in the in the on the chat sports tonight, and maybe she <laughs> can shed some light. Okay, <laughs> I'm perfect. so interested in hearing what she has to say. You know, I'm going to bring our special guest, Miss Elise Rankin, and I'm hoping I pronounced her name right, because y'all know I can mess up a name. So we got to welcome her to Let's Chat Sports. Welcome. How are you? I'm well. How are you all? I'm right. What's going on, baby? 
much. Thanks for having me. What? You're welcome. As you can see, you, Jazz and I are really into this football, what's going on in the, in the sports world just right about now. But before we dive into it, uh, Ms. Elise, can you please, please share with us uh, your journey and what you have to contribute to the sports world, girl? So I have always had a passion for sports my entire life, right? So it wasn't like mm-hmm. I turned on the TV one day and said, oh, that looks fun. It was something that I just knew that I was attracted to. And I like fast pace. I like a lot of movements. I love football. I love basketball, things of that nature. I was a softball player through my sophomore year um, in college. And so I was just always right. around But more importantly, I've always had a heart for athletes um, and for coaches Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of dedication as a coach and sacrifice to train up players because oftentimes you're serving as another parental figure in people's lives. And for athletes, I think they're categorized sometimes unfairly, right? Like mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. smart mm-hmm. or just a number um, mm-hmm. or like a puppet in society. Mm-hmm. We pay to watch you perform, but I always want an athlete to know that they were someone off the court, off the field, and outside of a number. Um, and right. so in college I majored in sports management. My master's degree is in sports leadership um, I've worked in the ranks of NASCAR, worked in Division One football. Um, I worked with foundations, all kinds of things. And so I have a niche in professional event planning. So I've worked on mm-hmm. Super Bowls and um, NCAA tournaments, things of that wow. nature, so that I would be, like, well-rounded <laughs> within the sport. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you never want to – not know what you're talking about, right? So it's one mm-hmm. thing to like yes. know about athletes, but like not know that they play on a court and not a field, or you know that they have halves <laughs> yeah, right. and not quarters or what have you. It's like you need to have that interest in what it is that interests um, them. And so I've probably been doing this for going on 18 years just around wow. sports mm-hmm. professionally. And I'm still young, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s, it's cool. Um, but <laughs> it's actually a passion, but it's a purpose, um, and that's what mm-hmm. keeps me going. So, mm-hmm. You know, Elise, you know, you, you I, I commend you. You know, we need more women in the sports world, and and you are representing us at a high level, but can you let yeah. everyone know, because you are a life coach for athletes, can you let us know what life coach is? Sure. So I'm that person that says, I love you, I believe in you, I'm a ride with you mm-hmm. to the very end. So good, bad, and indifferent. But I'm also that mm-hmm. accountability partner that says, no, no, no this is not happening over here because you're lacking the discipline that you need to stay in line with this or no over here, this is not working because you're not being faithful, not being faithful to her or faithful to the process or whatever it is. And this over here is not lining up because there's an insecurity and you feel like you can't 
but I'm going to walk with you to show you that you can, right? And so I help Mm -hmm. to bring that balance. And it's not so much about me, like, preaching to the masses. It's about me Mm -hmm. also living a life to show, hey, everything that I'm saying to you, I have to be accountable for for myself as well. It's me showing Mm -hmm. you that there are people that genuinely care about who you are, Um, and Mm -hmm. for the most part, I'm a glorified friend, right? Like Mm -hmm. faithful, Mm -hmm. good, bad, and indifferent. I'm faithful to you when you're on top of your game. I'm faithful to you when you're on the bottom, and I'm faithful to you in between, You know, like oftentimes athletes will, like, bring me in to even be with their families, right? They open up that Mm -hmm. private part of their lives because they become comfortable Mm -hmm. and vulnerable. So you develop relationships with parents and with siblings and significant others. And, And I just try to help just bring that perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to know that like, you truly aren't just identified by the number on the field or the court. Mm-hmm. What is it that drives you? And so I'm there. We have conversations sometimes in the middle of the day mm-hmm. or sometimes like a call in the middle of the night, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you have athletes, they're people, so sometimes they struggle with depression or they struggle with suicide or, you know, they struggle with pride or whatever it is, but they want a safe right. place to talk mm-hmm. about those things and to walk through those things and to get to the other side. And that's mm-hmm. what I do. Just And sometimes it's not always fun, right, because when you're dealing with truth, truth reveals. So there's things that you may not want to hear about yourself. There's things that... Sometimes I'm helping someone else with, but in the middle, I get healed, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, that's for me, too, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Right, so, both ways. Um, right, and as a life coach, I'm simply helping you to walk through life. That's it. Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have you sure. ever, I'm just curious, I'm just curious, have you ever had to deal with an agent or a coach? Who may have, who may have said, you know, yo, you, you, you messing up my man, mom. You being, you know, what I'm saying, right? Does it make sense? Make sense? What I'm trying to ask you. Yes, because there's a conflict of interest, right? Yes. So, like, oftentimes uh-huh. you might. There are some really good agents out there, right? You have the cold lens and people like that who are at the top of the game and who genuinely care about people. Um, but then you have people that just keep it a buck and they just keep it about business and they could care less about you. They just need you at the top of your draft class, right? So uh-huh. sometimes. Uh-huh. There have been conflicts, and for me, thank God, I don't have to deal with it as much. Um, I think some of the the larger struggles probably came on the collegiate side of it because, for Mm -hmm. me, that's where it was heightened, right? Like, you know, coach, you can't push this kid through. He He didn't go to flat like he didn't study like he didn't like granted you need to win a game because for you that's the business too but like after the season he's going to keep up that mentality and think 
that he can just make a quick phone call or slide through this or slide through that. So, no, mm-hmm. we, we don't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. We don't see eye to eye on the fact that, like, yes, he caught a charge and, yes, he is an adult, but he was an adult when you sat on his mom's couch last week and recruited him and Y'all know mm-hmm. that he smoked weed, and you knew he had all these other issues, and you knew where he came from. But now that it's out in the mm-hmm. open, you want to like dust your hands for him? No, that's yeah. not your responsibility. And so there have been some of those conflicts, and there's points and times where I, I constantly just have to pray for discretion, right? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you never want your good to be spoken evil of. Because what happens is there's going to be a point in time, Coach, where your contract is going to be up. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a point in time, Mm -hmm. Agent, where your roster is going to be real low. And you have to think about Mm -hmm. all the principles that you use to get to where you are. Mm -hmm. Will those things sustain you? The things and measures you use with these athletes, is that going to be sustainable for you in your own practice? So, yes, there have definitely been some tumultuous times and Every now and then you lose a few who aren't with you mentally at that moment, but mm-hmm. they always come back in some shape, fashion, uh-huh. form. Like, Haley, you you were right about that incident five years ago, or you, you know, whatever. And I don't do it for the right or wrong part. Like, that's, that's life, and that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. I had to learn some stuff on my own as well. But figuring out that balance because I think even even though I care for athletes and I care for the coaches that I work with, I am still a woman. So there is that, like, <laughs> mothering side uh-huh. of me and that nurturing side right. of me that's like I'm going to protect my cubs at all times. Mm-hmm. However... Mm-hmm there comes a point in their life where they have to learn on their own because life is the best teacher. So, yeah, there's yes. definitely been some, some conflicts. Um, but that also reminds me that I'm here for a specific reason in those moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's interesting, Elise. Um, how often, because I'm a basketball mom, you know, my son played through college from, like, the womb. <laughs> how often okay. on the – on the collegiate level, are life coaches offered to the athletes? It's becoming a lot more. Well, it's becoming a lot more prevalent, but more so under like the player development realm. Um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of things is about money, right? So your top D1A programs, they're going to have more of those types of departments. Um, mm-hmm. And it's starting to trickle down because, to be honest, oftentimes it's the coaches that kind of play that role anyway. But now right. programs are starting to, like, specifically etch out budgets and things and tools to mm-hmm. bring in a person that can be in that role. Because it's like a cross almost between therapy and in, in life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it is becoming a lot more popular, especially because now 
it's quote unquote, it's okay to talk about mental health because for mm-hmm. years it was never okay. It was yeah. all right, suck right. it up, don't cry, we're gonna give mm-hmm. you a shot, get back out on the field, whatever. So you mm-hmm. had damaged goods mm-hmm. basically, but now that you have like your Kevin Loves and your big wigs talking about mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. Well, exactly. if you want to see these same people into the league, you got to deal with that now. So there's, it's starting to become a lot more popular than it was 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, Alicia, for those that are, that are listening, because, you know, we have our, our sports moms and dads, if they're listening and they have a, a, a student athlete that they think this would be able to help them with, how would they go about which is something that they would go to their coach, their athletic development division, their school. How would they go about, you know, finding some information about having their son or daughter get a life coach? Sure. So you can do it a couple of different ways, just depending on where you are and what level of education you are um, in the moment. Mm-hmm. I would start with the school, right? So, Um, There are quite a few schools that have graduation coaches um, in the schools, and basically they help them to get to the next level academically, but they also have other resources that can help the well-roundedness of a person. And so if, you know, they don't have that, start basic, start with the guidance counselor, because they should have resources that can help outside of the school. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, you will have kids that might have Mm -hmm. mental health um, struggles and things of that nature, social workers or what have you. So you can request just the category in in which ways you want to go. You can also look at your insurance, because there are some organizations Mm -hmm. that do take insurance so that you might be able to get it that way. But definitely start with what you have. Start with the school. Hey, do you guys know of any programs or can you recommend someone if they can't, you know, they should refer you to like a counselor. Um, And then definitely check with your insurance. And a lot of us are becoming even just popular on the internet, right? You can Google somebody or what Mm -hmm. have you. You've got to do your research because you don't want to end up with a a nut, but you know some of it mm-hmm. is not not that difficult to find. That's good stuff. Thanks for sharing that. Well, now, I, I, so now I want to know if there is any way that if because I'm assuming that they're just not life coaches just floating around, like you know, like you said, you Google somebody, but how do you know who? You know, how do you go about picking the right person for your son, daughter, uh, player? What would you advise people to look for? Do you have to know the person or, you know what I mean? Sure. Before you get a nut. Absolutely. You know, I think some stuff, um, it comes by trial and error, right? So I think in this business, referrals are huge because if you're going to be vulnerable with somebody and you're sharing so many parts of your life, I want to hear your your testimony. I want to know, like, well, hey, what will work for you? Who would you talk to? Who would you recommend? And so referrals are just huge across the board. Um, but I would look for, and if we're talking about kids or people who are under the household of, of parents, 
I would look for someone that in their philosophies and in the reviews are going to mirror the principles that you preach at home, right? Like, I don't want to send my child to someone that totally goes against what I'm what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't want to see reviews where, you know, like if you don't believe that your kids should wear blue and this therapist or this life coach pushes you on the color blue. Well, no, because now you're going against my home. But what kinds of reviews are out there? What kind of testimonies are, what kind of things are people saying? Like, what's the earshot? And then, you know, and this is how I operate, and, and I think others do too. I can't say everyone does, but you can do some free consultations. Well, maybe Ooh. you and your husband or you and your wife can go and sit and talk with them first, right? Like okay. what's the setup like or where do you meet? You know, are you flexible? Do you Are you virtual? Can you meet outside in a park in a public space? Because you, you also Ooh. know. Your, your child and as an adult, yes. you know what works best for you. So, yeah, you you can do that. You can bring somebody along, right? Because if I'm struggling with something, there's going to be places in my life where maybe I'm blind and I don't see, but if I bring a trusted source, they can say, I don't know, dog, like, he seemed a little shady over there because of okay. X, Y, Z. Pray about that thing and figure it out from there. But, yeah, you can do some type of trial basis with some of these services. And I know I offer free consultations. Um, and mm. listen, at the end of the day, it's a, is it a business? Absolutely. But it's also about the, the wellness and empowerment of people. And so if your consultation changed your life and that's it, cool, tell mm. a friend. Right? Like, like <laughs> lock you in to something because that's another stressor. Yeah. But Check them out. Talk to them. You know, like go shake their hand, research them, see what it is that you can find, and see if that connects with what you believe and how you live. I'm not saying that that person needs to agree with all that you're doing because obviously there's some things that need to change to get you on a better path. Those are completely different. We're not looking for a yes man. I'm looking for someone to be truthful to me, but mm-hmm. in a very mm-hmm. comfortable state for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, Elise, I know that with COVID, and I know some of your events that you were to be participating in had to be postponed due to COVID, but with us being almost a year into the pandemic and the lockdown, and at times sports was just totally post-suspended, how have you had to pivot this last almost a year to keep yourself relevant, to maintain your clients, and to even at some point gain new clients? How have you had to pivot with COVID-19? Absolutely. So I think for me, um, by the grace of God, and it's not a knock to anyone else, COVID-19 and this pandemic has been one of the best things that has happened. And I say that Mm -hmm. because it's forced you to think differently, right? It's forced Mm -hmm. you to recognize some things in your life like, honey, that's not working. If you got a family, you're working 70, 80 hours a week, but you don't know your own kids or you don't know Mm -hmm. your spouse, that's not working and that's not healthy, right? Like if you're burning yourself out left and right, 
just to say, you know, like I have this and I have that and I have, that's not working because it's more to life Mm -hmm. than that. And so when things were shut down now, I live in Atlanta and I love Atlanta, right? It's an amazing place, but Atlanta never closed, it seems like, right? Like our governor Mm -hmm. said in May, y'all go back outside. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. (laughs) scheduled to have Final Four um, in April, and I was excited about that and was working on some things for that and just some other things throughout the course of the year. And so what had to happen was, A, you had to accept the reality of the fact that this was not happening. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. And then what are you going to do about it? Um, and so it was a great time for the world to pause because now you start to see the social injustices. You start to see the things with mm-hmm. racism and all of these things people don't want to talk about. So right. I typically work with, like, collegiate and professional um, athletes. But during this time, my one of my close friends, he and I had just had tons of conversations. He runs a nonprofit for young men in the city and I was just like I gotta I gotta I gotta do something like I don't know what to do like what and I dragged him into it and it, it was fine because he's all for us and hey what what can we do like mm-hmm. we need to be some sort of resource so found out that school systems even though they were virtual for the most part they were starting to go back to football because football is big in Georgia itself, like Georgia, mm-hmm. Texas, football is huge in the South. So I said, okay, like what if we went, and I, and I have a, a full-time job as well, and so I said, what mm-hmm. if we went to underserved high schools in the city and did a small, like, five-minute motivational speech and just gave the team free power aids. Like, how, like, what do you think about that? And he was like, no. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. He's born and raised here. I'm um, here by way of Virginia. That's where I'm from. And so, right, he, look, he's six, seven, handsome, dresses well, is cool dude. So when you're 17 and you see this man pull up and these nice cars and nice clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. automatically you want to hear what he has to say because you might want to look like that, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. got some sponsorships and um, got in touch with some people with the school system like, hey, can I, can I do this, right? Is it okay? Because it is COVID and we don't want to get sick and we don't want anybody else to get sick. Like, what can we do? He said, I'll give you permission mm-hmm. to go into the schools. And I said, well, mm-hmm. praise God. So he gave me coaches' phone numbers and I started to get more as we went along. But from August until the season ended, so the first week of November, we went to about three schools per week. And it just picked up as we went along more and more. Mm-hmm. We come out to the mm-hmm. practice, not with this kind of stand in the background and not say much, because I wanted them to see a man, right? Like a man that looked like them to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm from the city. I'm telling you, you can do more. You can be more. Don't let any of this stop you, right?" Um, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. reach out to me if you need help. And here, we don't want anything. We're going to give you something. And so it took a mindset shift for me because, again, I, I work with adults. Not that I don't care for kids, but mm-hmm. my sector was always a little bit higher. But my heart started to transition because, honestly, like, I love what I do and I want to stay employed as a life coach. But if we mm-hmm. could get kids a little bit younger, you wouldn't have to deal with the issues you deal with when they're in college or in the professional ranks, exactly. right? So, like, let's right. talk mm-hmm. to them now in the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So mm-hmm. that way, by the time they're 18, 19, 20, 23, 25, there's a foundation that's been planted mm-hmm. within them. And so from there, um, then the Coaches Collective, which is a it's a nonprofit, but the, the basis of it is we go into schools and do the same thing. It doesn't cost the schools anything for us to come, but we work with these football coaches, and, and we'll do all sports. Mm-hmm. But we started with football, um, the reach has been a lot greater, but we go mm-hmm. in, right, like we talk to the kids. Again, I don't talk. I sit in the background and take pictures. I do all the logistical mm-hmm. parts of it, but um, build the relationship, right? So then after mm-hmm. we speak, I still check in, coach, y'all are right. You need anything? What's going on? How can we help mm-hmm. you? And just be that constant mm-hmm. reinforcement, right? So we showed up at games. To, to surprise kids. We gave out, like, actual trophies that we had made. We um, were all kinds of support to them. We went mm-hmm. to a school one day. We're on the way, and coach called me. I had never met him before because this is the first time meet for all of us. Every time, like, the first time mm-hmm. we went to the school, and the coach called and said, hey, I'm so sorry. You know, I can't be here. My father-in-law just suddenly passed away. And we said, Coach, you know, so sorry. And he said, I, you know, I don't really know what to do. So we got it, right? Like, you leave, mm-hmm. we'll take care of your kids. We still went to practice. Mm-hmm. We still talked to these kids. We still we still showed up. And so that made the coach right. feel comfortable in knowing, hey, someone cares about me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the kids, but – it's heavy for coaches, too, because they feel like, okay, well, if I can't be here, who's going to do it? But I also have a family, so trying to find that balance. And so we work with coaches on building their brand. Who are you as a husband and a father? And who are you outside of coaching, right? Like, how does your family feel when you're not around? Do you want a family? Do you have a LinkedIn page? Do you want to stay in coaching? Do you want to transition? So we provide that resource. Mm-hmm. We help with, like, job shadowing. And so if it wasn't for the pandemic and COVID-19, I think I would still be doing extremely well on the other end and planning these large events, you know, mm-hmm. for sporting corporations or whatever and working with coaches and athletes. But this is purpose, right? So, like, going Mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. to a sector of the society that feels forgotten, I'll never forget that it was about 1 o'clock in the morning one night and my friend got a message. One of the kids found on my Instagram and just said, hey, like, no one believes in us. No one comes out to support us. Mm. But the fact that you showed up this week, you know, I'm a – you know how kids talk. I'm going to do it with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, all the lingo. Mm-hmm. Now, they still lost that week. I think they lost all season. But <laughs> they had someone <laughs> who came in and, and showed them right. 
we love you, we care, and sometimes you have to stop and be mindful of that and and we get so busy and so caught up in all the things and the 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 lights and the cameras and the actions you don't take care of the Mm -hmm. people around you the people that are going to be citizens in your community so i was grateful for the pandemic i'm grateful for this experience that slowed down because it helped me to shift my business but now my Mm -hmm. business is the actual community right Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And so you still get to, to life coach. We're helping a coach right now, that same coach whose father-in-law passed away. We're redecorating his weight room. And so, you know, getting some sponsors to help us mm-hmm. do some things. But we're like, look, we'll pay some things out of our pockets. Who We care. We care. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to be a safe place. But mm-hmm. we wouldn't know some of these things inside of us if this pandemic didn't happen, if COVID wasn't mm-hmm. a thing, would we really have a reason to go back into the community? Yes, we would technically, but you get so caught up in mm-hmm. life. But now that it's in front of you, we have no choice but to say, hey, I've been called to this area. I'm going to make this work. There's always going to be professional athletes. There's always be professional coaches. Mm-hmm. But these mm-hmm. kids are the ones that are kind of just out in the middle, and we're going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. So true. I mean, when you, it, yeah, it when does. you look at high school, high school, you know, the, the kid, unless you are the guy or the gal yeah. on the team, you know, you don't get the support. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say, Elise, you know, I'm sorry, Jess. You go. No, I also want to say, you know, I agree. You know, Alicia and I, we always talk about on the show about how do you want to look on the other side of COVID, you know, and, and you bring mm-hmm. up some very key valid points. And the biggest point is to when you look in the mirror, are you a better person? Did you provide right. to your community, like you say? But I also like what you said about starting at a younger level because we are sports fans. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fanatic sports fan. And sometimes you see in the news how these professional athletes have come across situations that they've gotten themselves into. And you look mm-hmm. at it and say, well, where was his people? You know, why why is he in this type of situation? What about the people around him? So if you get them at a younger age and you instill that that discipline, that, that security into them, and there's always athletes that look like us, sometimes yeah. I'm sad to say, life coaches are the key to helping them continue to succeed. Right. And not go down a rabbit hole, you know. I mean, do you feel that life coaches also can be useful and helpful on that professional level? Absolutely. Um, You know, if you've ever sat in a meeting for work, you can Mm -hmm. tell by some of the other adults around you who who lack the discipline or lack the, mm. <laughs> right, like professional courtesies <laughs> and those things. But you learn mm-hmm. that 
at a at a younger age, right? So I I thank God for my right. parents. I have an amazing support system, and I learn a lot from them, and I give all credit to them for who I am. However, mm-hmm. along the way, there's still been other people who implanted and imparted in my life because it it truly right. takes a village, right? So like, let's mm-hmm. say tomorrow y'all get a call and you're both promoted to to CEO roles of your your radio station or your network, cool, good for you. But if you've never Never done that before, you're going to need some guidance, right? So even if you're amazing as host, there might be some things that you've never worked with before. And if it's going to knock your confidence, if you start to feel like you can't do it simply because you've never done it and now you're making mistakes, well, It'll behoove you to have someone whispering in your ear, no, you can do it, right? Like, but let's look at it this way or let's take some trainings or whatever the case is. So I don't think that learning ever stops and life doesn't mm-hmm. stop until God calls you home. Mm-hmm. And so because there is no manual exactly for your life of what to do and how to do it every single day, life coaching is important mm-hmm. on every single level, you know, I would recommend mm-hmm. it for someone who was 65, I recommend it for someone who was 17, because it's someone mm-hmm. else saying, hey, I'm going to stop and help you. I don't know everything, but I can show you what I know. You know, I've been 17 before, I've been 22 before, so I definitely think that um, we could have better working relationships if people mm-hmm. took the time to make that kind of investment in their life to get a life coach. Mm. Okay. That's awesome. So much great information you shared with us tonight, Liz. We would love to have you come back whenever you're, this is your home. You're welcome here anytime. You know, you're talking yeah. that that a lot of people need to hear, not just on a sports level, but on a life level, you know. Mm. So we thank you for sharing that with us and our listening audience tonight. And you're always welcome back here. Yeah, please come back. Please come back. Thank you. I'll come back anytime. Just call me. Oh, no we, we definitely will. But before will. you go, at least, <laughs> please <laughs> share your social media sites, uh, platforms, and anything that you think our listeners would be interested or can join in or, you know, just participate that you may have coming out. Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Elise Rankins. And then on social platforms, um, you can find me at coaches underscore collect, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. And then even my personal mm-hmm. one is just my initials, so it's E ranks, so E R A N K triple S. Um, and if you need to get in touch with me, I don't have an issue talking to anybody. Just send me an email at the coaches collective at gmail.com. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we wish you nothing but the best. And I hope our listening audience have taken those notes down. You know, like I said, it doesn't just pertain to sports. It just pertains mm-hmm. to life in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. We thank you again for joining us, Elise. You have a great evening and continue to stay safe. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. Welcome, and, and watch out for COVID. Don't let COVID. Don't let Corona. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so you live, I live in Atlanta too. So, dude, you know, don't let Corona get you. 
<laughs> right. Well, hit me up sometimes. I'd love to meet you. Um, from a socially distanced aspect, would be good. Yeah, no doubt. Because I gotta, I gotta come down to the. Uh, I always want to come down to the um, Hall of Fame anyway. So, and I didn't even get to ask. I didn't even get to ask my NASCAR question. But next time, well, anything you need, let me know. When I come to Hall of Fame, I got you. I'm there. Yo, that's what I'm talking that's, about. See, that's, see, that's my girl. Eat my girl. That's my that's my people. <laughs> Thanks again Y'all for joining us, Reese. Okay, you too. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. That was awesome, guys. I so enjoyed well, having her here on Let's Chat Sports. She shared a lot of great information you know, that anybody can take and apply to their own life in general. Oh, absolutely. And it gives no mm-hmm. meaning to um, having somebody in your corner, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, we thank you guys for joining us here on Let's Chat Sports tonight with Tony and Jazz. Remember, the big game is coming up on Sunday, and Jazz and I are going to dive into it next Tuesday right here on Let's Chat Sports at 8 p.m., I'm ready for the Absolutely. game, guys, and as well, I'm also ready for the food. <laughs> you ain't never lie. Word up. And the commercial. And the commercials, exactly. So you guys have a great evening. Stay safe, and we'll meet you guys right back here in one week. You have a good night. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. You. Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia Up to the man.